Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving. Phil's gonna hear my I got a bad case of loving. Hey, welcome to a bad case of a bad. What? I'll continue. Welcome to a bad case of a bad case of loving who. Um, where we built a podcast we knew you'd like and taken forms you wouldn't reject. I'm Thomas Medina, and joining me is what is clearly an alien force collapsing two realities, impersonating my dead wife. It's Christopher Stennett. Hello. Yes, I um, I've never been described quite like that, but it kind of sits alright with me. Oh, well, as long as you're happy with it, then I'm happy. All right, uh, we've got two episodes to talk about today. Um, we've got episode nine and episode 10 of series 11, um, concluding the series, basically. But luckily, it's not the very end. We'll be back in just a couple yeah. of weeks for the New Year's episode, which is exciting. Um, but let's go first episode. Episode 9, It Takes You Away, written by Ed Heim, directed by Jamie Childs. IMDb synopsis goes a little bit like this. On the edge of a Norwegian fjord in present day, the Doctor, Ryan, Graham and Yaz discover a boarded-up cottage and a girl named Han in need of their help. Great. So this was um, what a, a very interesting little episode in the end. Um, it, uh, yeah, so we start just... It, a lot of these episodes seem to just have just started with the TARDIS team, as I guess I'll call them, because I just the did. TARDIS um, fam. TARDIS fam. Um, just arriving somewhere, and we don't... They don't really say why they went there or something. I guess they're just going all over the place. Uh, is that how you feel, too? Sometimes there's um, a bit before, like, with Glam and um, Punjab. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, some of the times just they arrive and they see a sheep and, yeah, wonder mm. when they are. Mm, true. Well, this episode starts out with a bit of just a kind of a mystery setup. We've got this cottage with this blind girl in it, and uh, and this uh, the sounds of the monster outside, and then the strange mirror. How did you feel about all the um kind of the first act of this episode? Oh, I yeah, I'm not really sure what to talk about with this. Episode much happens and at the time I really liked the setup. Like the yeah. Norwegian it's not really spooky, not really scary until you yeah, really get there. We maybe are losing you a little bit. Um, hopefully, we caught what you said there. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. 
um yeah i um yeah i rather enjoyed the the start as well just uh a nice little just straight mystery setup and the location just felt so kind of cool and authentic too and i believe they did shoot like on location somewhere um or i don't know if it was actually in norway or what but um but it, it had a really great feel just the atmosphere the location uh yeah and the the nice cool little cottage um yeah and then oh just because i remembered it um graham's sandwich was uh random oh uh, yeah Particularly that because he didn't tough. even package it. At this, yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> weird. I mean, I can understand exactly why I've got a sandwich now. But the fact that he didn't package is... Yeah, at least, at least put a paper bag around that or something, right? <laughs> put some foil. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange, Graham. Um, Why would you only bring one sandwich? There are four. Yeah, true. You don't know how long you're going to be out there. Pack your whole jacket with sandwiches. Yeah, just bring a pig skirt. That's it. Go, picnic basket. Just bring it. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I liked how in this episode the mystery and kind of what the episode was about just grew and grew. And we didn't actually find out the m- main thing the episode's about until really late on. But still, there were just enough m- smaller mysteries along the way, I thought. Um, the next one probably being uh, the, oh, yeah, the um, mirror they discovered. On that with all the mysteries, how about we talk about the episode as a whole? And then break down everything we saw. Sure. I really liked the episode. Loved the episode. And then I think about it back. And all these little bits. I'm not really that big of a fan of. Mm. So I love the episode as a whole. But all the little bits. Probably weren't the best for me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. As a whole, I really liked it too. And um, I don't know. Maybe I haven't thought about the little bits like you, so I'm not sure on that uh, yet. But uh, as a whole, really liked it, and like a lot of things about it, and it'd be one of my faves from the season. Um, yeah, uh, just so many cool different um, ideas and little bits um, and a really unique feeling compared to the other episodes. But I guess they've all got a unique feeling this season. Um, yeah. So, uh, well... Those bits. Yeah, the... So they go in the crazy mirror into, like, the dark zone. And I loved this bit. I it's so random. I thought I didn't expect this episode to suddenly go into this crazy dark zone place with this ribbons character, oh. and it was so dark and weird and uh, Lord of the Rings or something and really cool. Uh, what did you make of it? Well, actually, I um, once I found out that it wasn't really a 
big part of the episode, I was a bit, and was it just didn't have the appeal for me. I didn't. Mm. Or at first I liked the dark bits, but then when I realized it was only sort of like a gateway, I thought, oh, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that for sure. A world um, itself rather than just a gateway. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. It's only a connector and doesn't really mean anything to the larger story. Um, that's very true. Yeah. And the guy um, in there wasn't... I was all that um, impressed. Right, I think. I uh, um, monster alien. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I loved the guy in their ribbons and and all of that. Uh, he said some weird things. Police and Paris knives. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess if you're if you're gonna do a little connecting world that doesn't have much relevance to anything else, at least this is the way to do it. <laughs> it's still Fair very enough. cool. Yeah. Um, and also in some ways just reminded me, I guess, of, uh, uh, classic Doctor Who a lot, uh, because I guess in this world it's, it looks like these little sets with like weird little, you know, practical moth creatures and stuff. It seemed really like classic Doctor Who, um, and such a, and they had a weird like red lighting effect or something too that. Balloon. It was all kind of the lantern. Indeed, yeah, um, yeah. But the those moths were pretty deadly, I suppose. They were, mm. and I like how they have to work their way through it with the, you know, feeding the moth things and yeah. I I, I guess I agree. I wish there was a whole episode that was like that. <laughs> That's great. Great. Let's go back to the anti-zone. Sorry, I think I was saying dark zone before. It's actually the anti-zone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, then, shall we get to the mirror world where they get? Um, the mirror world. Which, it's cool how they, uh, did you notice how they just flipped the um, the video, basically? Um, so... Everyone's or hair parts were on the opposite it, side. Yeah. When I was watching it the first time, I knew that something was off, but I... Yeah. Second time. Yeah, same. I was like, something's off here, and then I was looking at the doctor's hair part, and I was like, is that the side it's always on, or was it the other side? And I couldn't remember exactly. But, uh, yeah, cool, subtle effect. For the mirror world. Um, yeah, well, and then we, of course, Grace is there. And how did you feel about Grace returning? You, did you expect that in some form at, at this latter end of the season? Well, it does, it does tie it all together. Um, yeah. I expected it um, when. When, um, what's her name? When she said, when your friends hit, um, 
But I suppose I didn't expect it when the episode started, so... Mm, right. <clears throat> yeah, it's... Um, gee, Graham... If Graham wasn't in this, this season, it'd be a lot more dull. Graham, he really yeah. has... He has, like, the the best, like, emotional arc and through line of the season. It's... Yes. It's really good. Um, and so that's, yeah, I guess largely why I loved this episode is using the Graham and Grace thing as, as the clutch at the end there. Um, and just how much it, <laughs> how hard it was for him at the end of this episode. Um, yeah. To see her and to say that that's a fake and all that. Um, yeah. Well, and then, so I guess at the same time, we've got all the other um, plot elements revealing themselves. We've got the the Norwegian dad, I guess, uh, who's run off to this world uh, where uh, his dead wife is. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> so that's a, it's a pretty funny scene. <laughs> then you've got Graham talking to Grace and... Mm. Um, Gaz and the doctor trying to work it out and once they sort of work out that it might well be a trap this world sort of loses appeal to me right yeah right um, it's got to be a trap so I'm thinking Really, something wrong here, so it can't be Grace. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, and then we've got the reveal that it's a sentient universe that's uh, trying to pull them in, and I, I basically loved everything about that. I love this sentient universe idea. It's a, uh, it's such a crazy big idea that. Uh, this whole other universe is just trying to entice anyone from this universe to come on over because um, it's lonely. It's really cool. What did you make of all of that um, with the other universe? Well, it sort of made sense, I feel. Uh, it was a bit crazy, obviously, but with the whole episode just starting one place and then going to another and another and another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I love that. I thought that was really cool that they're trying to fight the these visions from a, a diff whole different universe, trying to keep them... Really cool. Um, and then, of course, the the Doctor talks directly to the universe as a frog with Grace's voice. And that was just some a, a little bit absurd, and I loved it. Um, what did you think of that scene? It was just um, so crazy, but sort of like expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it was. It seemed kind of right to me. Yeah, a whole other universe. It, it could just um, represent itself as just a little frog. Why not? And um, and it was surprisingly sad. I thought too. Like, <laughs> oh, the Doctor having to leave this this other universe. It's um, they really just wanted to hang out. It's just really sad. Just just wanted to be mates. You know. But yeah, uh... um, I heard that uh, they were planning for the universe to look like something else, not a frog, and they'd shot it with something else for a long time, um, but then changed it. But I, I'm useless here because I both forget if that's exactly true, and I forget what the thing was that it was going to be rather than a frog. So, well, there you go. <laughs> There's a tidbit. I uh, quite enjoyed it being a frog because I went unexpected and fitted the episode very well, I yeah. thought. Nice. So a few other things, a few other little things for this episode that I've basically got. Uh, well, at the end, we get um, Ryan calling Graham granddad. Um, were you ready for it? Um, I wasn't ready for it, but yeah, sort of makes sense with the emotional um, heartache he's gone through in this episode. And I wonder if he ever ate his sandwich. Yeah, good question. <laughs> that should cheer him up. What was in this sandwich? Uh, I forget. Yeah. Um, that's one other thing, actually. I, When Graham was having a tough time um, over in the other universe with Grace in this episode, I, I really wondered. I thought this might be the time we lose him. I thought it was getting that, that tight that uh, he could actually decide to stay there, and that's goodbye, Graham. Um, I was a little bit scared. Were you? Not really, I suppose. I mean, it's, um, I was thinking still at this point that it's a trap and that Graham needs to leave and there was going to be one point where he would realise that it wasn't Grace. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I guess it's um, there's a lot of interesting ideas in this episode, but I don't see how it wasn't Grace in a way. Like, she, when the universe wanted her to be, she could be exactly the same as Grace in every way. So it's a. I guess it's yeah. Ideas of what is. This yeah. is a weird question because. Do people die in that universe then? Yeah, what is even any life like in that universe, I guess? We don't really know. I wonder if we can see it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff. Um... Oh, one other little thing, I guess, earlier in the episode is um, 
Oh, just it's this whole setup of the plot with the the Norwegian family and the dad going off to the mirror universe, and it's just a it's it's crazy, but I love it. This setup of him leaving his daughter there with speakers outside, playing these monster sounds just to keep her in. Um, it's ridiculous. Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And I mean they, they need traps for bears and stuff anyway. It's like why uh why do you need to play other monster sounds to keep her inside? I don't know. Uh but it's it was uh I go down to the boat one day and check if it was still there. So I guess uh, she is pretty adventurous. Right, yes. Yeah, I guess that that's why. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Um, anything else about this episode then? Well, I um, really liked one line in particular. That's where Graham and Ryan are looking into the mirror. They don't see their reflection. And I think it's Ryan says, We'd know if we were vampires, right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Cheeky line. I like it. Um, excellent. So an episode we both liked with some niggles, but um, a good episode. Yeah. I liked it. Let's jump over to the finale. Yes. The Battle of Ranscor Av Coloss. Uh, written by Chris Chibnall, directed again, by Jamie Childs. And I'm now going to read the IMDb synopsis. Answering nine separate distress calls, the Doctor and team arrive on the remnants of a brutal battlefield on the planet Ranskor Av Coloss. All right, how should we do this one? Should we go overall and then piece by piece, or vice versa? Um, whichever, I haven't really thought about this episode. Okay, sweet. Uh, maybe we'll go piece by piece, but then see how we go. Ish. Oh, it's all very ish. Okay, so... Um, we've got... Uh, well, there's a lot kind of happening, I suppose. Um, let's go straight to the Doctor and team um, first. Yeah. The, and fam, sorry. <laughs> um, Get a little intro at the start, which... We didn't get others. A little intro. Yes, they're on the TARDIS. Hmm. It's not. Yes, yes, indeed. This um, is your mind. Sorry, what was that? The planet messes with your mind. Yes, another one. Um, another way. And, uh, yeah, so they answer these distress calls and get to the planet. Um, and we'll find that, that guy, I suppose. So I don't know his name, but there's that guy. And he'll go along with them. And it's all very mysterious. I, um, his name? Ultraki. Oh, yes, that's his name. Um... Yeah, so and it's all his first name. Oh, um... uh, he does too, and I forget what that is as well. 
Uh, yes, but it's all very mysterious um, until, well, we, well, I had no idea what was going to happen in this episode for quite a lot of the whole first part. I was like, I don't even know what this is about. Um, I guess similar to the last episode. Um, but then we discover the return of Tim Shaw. Was that a surprise to you? Um, yes and no. Yes, because it seems a very odd location. No, because he was set up in that first episode. And again with the second episode. Yeah. I guess it's like how... A, what he does. And B, what his people do. Get together mm. and then... There's under heat. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's the one villain from this season that, um, kind of makes an impact upon returning. Uh, because we didn't really close out his story completely. Um. Do you remember he- what we? Said after the first episode, did you think he was gonna come back? No, I don't remember. Do you? But that would be interesting. Yeah. Someone wants to go back and listen. Yeah, true. I wonder what we did say. Yeah. Um. And so we've got Tim Shaw. Uh, like well it's it's a trap basically isn't it um and it's well he's been expecting the doctor and fam hasn't he kind of i guess all those distress signals he thought eventually they'd come along and he could get some revenge yes yeah it does seem very um he don't want yeah, though he has, what was it, like about 3,000 years that he's been here? <laughs> um, Under and seven. And that yeah, seven right. I, wonder if he, I wonder if he could have spent some of those years coming up with a better plan. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I wonder maybe if he's not. That stuff. Because to me, 3,407 years is a very long time. And mm. all you've done is build a shrine. And yeah. of technology. Yeah, maybe he's not very imaginative, too. He just couldn't think of any other plans. <laughs> he was dying at the same time and had to worry about that first. Yeah. And uh, so he's got those huge kind of um, air pumps behind him where he kneels to, like, give it, give him air. Um, all very Darth Vader-y, I thought. Um, yeah, I was thinking that. Like, Darth Vader, except that with Vader, he's mask. With this, yeah. he's got the two things behind him. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of one-upping Darth Vader a little bit, even. Um, it's pretty cool. 
and then that along with the um uh the jedi monk kind of people we can touch on now i thought there's a fair bit of star wars influence in this episode um what what did you make of the jedi monk kind of people the arcs i think they were oh yes that's it i thought they were really really cool yeah yeah, it all. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, as well. Yeah, indeed. They brought kind of the fantasy Star Wars side, and Tim Shaw brought the science fiction Star Wars side. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Um. Anyway, I think we need to go back to Paul Tracky just a bit um, because there was sure. one thing which I think we just glossed over. That was the planet attacking the mine and therefore him losing all his memory. Hmm. Yeah, another thing. What did you think of that idea of him like Slowly revealing everything. But yes, he I... knows all this stuff. Convenient. <laughs> that was that was my first thought as well. <laughs> um, and then I guess I guess the planet does play with your mind, but at yeah. the same time, I didn't really see it myself. That's right. Yeah, they keep telling us it plays with your mind. Um, and he has his convenient, uh, I guess, progressive uh, amnesia. <laughs> and, but then when, uh, when the Doctor and Yaz take off their um, headpiece things to give to the Jedi, um, the, I expected yeah, the planet to start messing with them a bit, but it didn't actually. They, they were just oh fine, God. really. They maybe did a bit of. A bit of um, two floating objects. And a few, um, a few different dimensions just popping up all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought. It, yeah, and that's I just one of the. Let's do it properly. <laughs> yeah. And that's just one of the ways I thought uh, that the latter part of this episode was much less dramatic than I expected. It didn't seem to, I don't know, harness all the drama that I thought it could have. Uh, everyone was in danger. There could have been so much peril, but uh, I wasn't ever very worried, to be honest. <laughs> I think the other thing that lacked drama was... The way they got rid of Tim Shaw. Mm-hmm. Really didn't do anything at all. Yeah. It's true. And I, so probably my favourite part of the whole episode was, again, the Graham stuff, because at least there's great drama there with Graham, what's he going to do? Um, and so that was great. But then still, yeah, they just... They put Tim Shaw in one of those uh, stasis chambers or whatever, and um, and so uh, he'll just come back again, won't he? 
Oh, they have said they've locked the shrine forever. So he, so no one can get in. Okay. But he but this... built the stasis cubes. Surely knows <laughs> yeah. a way. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and also, is it this is like the um uh the family of blood or is that the first or the second one? Well, you know that the family of blood episode. Um or the one after that, I forget which is which, where um like the doctor makes that family live forever and it's the worst punishment ever. Like is this this is this meaner than killing him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. Um mm. I don't know, but but at the same time I'm thinking why is it so easy for Ryan and Graham to just room in this stasis chamber? I mean, nobody is like, um, business to touch his body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's supposed to be. Though, um, I don't know, it has been a few thousand years. Uh,. I was surprised it's that Tim Shaw could even get up and walk down there to challenge them since he needs those massive pipes behind him. Uh, I guess one day in a thousand years you can get up and have a walk downstairs. A thousand years, I think so. Mm. Um, so the other thing is the whole earth was kind of in, in peril at the end of the episode. But yeah. that too, I kind of thought was just a bit of a side thought. It's like, oh yeah, and the whole earth is going to be taken. Um, what'd you yeah. make of that? Um, well, um, I wonder what the earth would have been like. Remember in, um, what was it like, season three or four, we see the reaction of the Earth when all this bad stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. I remember when the Master turns everyone in the world to him, we see all the shots of the Master just saving to himself and <laughs> these um, Yeah. In other episodes, we see, like, People on Earth just pointing at this object and screaming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they didn't do any of that. Um, and I guess we don't even have anyone on Earth that we know that we could cut to apart from Yaz's family. Um, so they could have done that. They could have had Yaz's family that we know. And um, it's a... In some, yeah, in some ways it was uh it made me a little bit nostalgic to see the the earth getting this huge beam over it again, just like it's so similar to what we've seen so many times in the past. I was like, ah, oh, that's nice to see the earth getting overrun by this huge laser thingy again. Um the throwback that the document ends was when she bought the Titus and the title thing oh. back to an egg and yeah true yeah 
Yeah, that was great. What a funny reference. <laughs> um, Being back in tornado. Also, talking about that Earth stuff has just made me think. Um, I wonder, you know, because in past seasons, Earth kind of actually did get very used to alien stuff. Like, everyone on Earth knew that there was aliens and Daleks attacking them all the time. Yeah. And I I just wonder what the state of that is now, because certainly with this season, it doesn't... I don't know what Earth thinks of aliens. I guess they kind of... In the first episode, they didn't seem to believe in aliens anymore again. So it's, it's sort of reset after it became that. Yeah, maybe. Um, like there was something about Matt Smith who was thinking there's a big alien, and you've seen them all before. Why aren't you more panicked? Or it must be like a time shift. Yeah, well, the, I guess there's some, there's some vague explanations. Like uh, at one point, Matt Smith does say there's some stuff that went through the, the crack in Amy's wall. Um, and that's why everyone didn't remember the Cyberman or something. But um, yeah, oh, it'd just be nice to check in again with Earth in general. I'd like to see what they oh. think about things. Um, nice. Any other uh, particular things about this episode? Although we get the sniper bots, but and um, they don't seem as crazy anymore. I think well, um, in the when we first saw them, after they were shot, they like came back to life. Hmm. Right. Maybe they can't do that anymore. <laughs> Maybe it's that few thousand years again. I don't know. Maybe they're a bit rusty. Yeah. And, of course, um, no big twists or revelations or Timeless Child or anything like that. Um, it was just all pretty straight, this episode. Um, yeah. I guess in the end because this season has been so straight, I wasn't really expecting anything too crazy. So, yeah. Nice episode when the season on. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, thought it could have been more dramatic and special, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, you? Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it too. Um, just, um, quick mention on the, on the planets that were, like, tiny. Hmm. That was pretty cool. Sitting in this odd-shaped crystal. 
Yeah, and that was a cool effect, how they kind of were fluttering on, in the one spot. Um, I kept wondering if that was a practical effect or a um, digital effect. There are, yeah. It practical, but could be. Mm. Yeah, it was cool. At the same time, did you notice throughout the um throughout the episode how they always say there's five that were taken that you only ever see I think three in the room one the doctor carries. No, I didn't notice that. Oh. Well when I I first watched the episode I was thinking I've only seen four was the fifth one. Hmm. Well, that isn't a, that on, is a mystery. Yeah. On my second viewer, I did. That's where it's of the other side of the room. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's there, I think. <laughs> Otherwise, it was going to be one of those big plot holes that I've got going on. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just Tim Shaw lost I... one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. When you make things that small, I guess they're easy to lose. <laughs> um, nice. Any final thoughts about this episode? Not about this episode, but I would like to see the guts again. Yes, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. In fact, the um, keeping the uh, there's a kind of Star Wars feeling going. I thought the very end of this episode reminded me even just of uh, the end of the Last Jedi, and it's kind of everyone in the ship and all a bit hopeful. It's, um, and it looks like a Star Warsy ship too. It was like I don't know, just a lot of Star Wars feelings in this episode. And I think that is going to wrap us up for today. We'll be back in a couple of weeks and we'll talk about the whole season um, when we talk about the New Year's episode, which I believe is called Resolutions or something. I might be wrong. Um, brilliant. See you in a couple of weeks. Here to play us out is the Imperial March because Tim Shaw was pretty much Darth Vader. And you can subscribe to A Bad Case of Loving Who on iTunes or any other podcast app, YouTube as well, or Spotify, Pocket Casts. And we'll see you soon. In the meantime, these are the final words from Chris. I know what's sakes. I'm thinking there are, there are two episodes. And I don't want to add one more comment to both. But, but I think I'm just going to... Well, I think you cut out.